in this episode, I will be flying solo as I start to get interviews organized for the future, but I still have some great content for you. Welcome to the Mithras Matters podcast, season one, episode 45, Heroic Campaigns and Designing Taverns. Welcome back to Mithras Matters, a podcast dedicated to the Mithras rule set and all its supplements. As always, I am your host, Inwills, and welcome to May. First up, thank you for all the positive words for having the podcast back. But I feel I do need to apologise already. We've only had one episode and... I have to admit my editing skills have not been exercised for some time, so there were quite a few errors in the last podcast episode. Thank you for letting me know about these, and I tried to correct some of them quickly, but others still remain. I promise I will get better, and hopefully this episode will de be devoid of gaps overlapping jingles and any more sound errors. If you have been on the podcast before, then please do check your Discord messages and your emails over the next month. I will be sending out my usual begging messages for people to appear and contribute to the podcast. In the future, we, I'm hoping to have Loz back for his usual updates. The Rule Guru sharing his wisdom. Yes, you know who I'm looking at now. And Matt and Rael will hopefully return to talk more about content creation. I'm creating a list for the future episodes. So if there's any ideas that you would like to appear on the podcast or if you would like to appear yourself, then please do email me at inwills at gmail.com or send me a message on the various forums and Discord I frequent. Okay, later on in the podcast, I would like to talk about designing taverns. But first, here is my take and advice on implementing a destined campaign into your regular playing schedule. Okay, so the bat signal has been sighted high in the night sky and many of us have donned our lycra and capes to play this excellent new rule set to the Mithras family. Destined has been a breath of fresh air for us and originally we were just going to play it as uh, an adventure or rule set that we could just use as a filler, but we have changed our mind and it's now firmly situated in our regular playing schedule. We had already played the module Agony and Ecstasy, so we were looking forward to playing the full rules and we have to say we were not disappointed. 
by the way, the Agony and Ecstasy module is very good and it has some pre-generated characters. So you can let your group experience the game before they create their own or see whether or not they like it. It gives you a good experience of how the powers work and to experience combat itself. So what advice would I give to anyone starting up a destined campaign? And I have to say at this point, these are my own views and do not represent that of Mike or Brian, the wonderful creators of the game. So the first thing I would consider is the power level of your campaign. This is not just about the number of powers or boosts or limitations your characters will have. It is more about the general feel of the campaign and how heroic you want the players to feel. I don't know for sure, but I feel that Agony and Ecstasy, the module, felt more like street level as a setting. And we knew we wanted something more heroic than that. On the other hand, we wanted villains and their underlings to pose some threat. So in the end, we went for the epic campaign, the middle one out of the three. If needed, we can still move up to the Paragon level if we feel that we want to have more power in our heroes or even start to impact on worldly or interdimensional episodes. We also felt that the street level would be too much like our M-Space characters and we wanted the heroes to create and implement heroic actions. Once you have decided on your level, I think it's worth starting to think about the type of characters your players would be playing. The powers they choose can have a real impact on the feel of your campaign. Both Mr. Pickles and Captain Kangaroo had both gone for some pre-generated characters that they have adapted to the new campaign. Rabbit was the original hair pre-gen character that actually appears a lot in the rule book. And Banner was a character played at a convention called Banneret. Yes, there's been a change of gender there. Medivac, however, created a completely new character called Misty from an idea he had before. He originally played the mortician, um, but wanted to change his character because he had an idea and a background. This character has, i.e. Misty, has a real specific feel to her. She, Misty has a very well-developed alter ego in Lawyer Sophia, well, Rabbit and Banner take more of the Marvel heroes identities, i.e. they can constantly be their hero that people know and love. This has had an impact on the sort of adventures we run, with each of them developing their own interests and jobs. I didn't want to impose secret identities onto the players, so the campaign had to allow for both the secret identity idea, but also those people who wanted to just be the hero all the time. I took some advice from Ken and Chris from the last month's episode of the podcast and tried to ensure that all the characters interacted with each other and had this connection that they were part of a team. We wanted the heroes to be heroic, so the campaign had to reflect this. 
Thank you to the people on Discord for directing me to the section on the rules about non-lethal campaigns. We have implemented this, so we don't. We didn't want banner-shattering skulls of the thugs all over the place like we had in the first session. That definitely did not fit into the type of campaign we wanted to run. And so we have a campaign that non-lethal combat is allowed or is the norm and yes just with one hit or a couple of hits the thugs and the underlings start to feel themselves landing heavily on the pavement so once the power level and the feel of the characters has been decided on the final thing to look at is the actual setting now at this point I have to say that I have a real issue about pronouncing some words. You might have noticed this from previous episodes. I've had this issue ever since I was a child and I've never felt that I would like to take on board pre-made adventures or campaigns mainly because I am faced with all these words that I don't know how to pronounce. I also mess up how I say the location a number of times. So I feel that when videos are published, many people might be thinking, what on earth has he just said? Or is he not doing justice to this wonderful campaign setting? Because of this, I like to create new campaign settings that I prepare. I also like doing this because I think that the players can take an active role in developing that campaign setting. So I had already had, I already had a setting called Metro City created on World Anvil. That's where I, um, keep or and save all my campaign setting and adventures etc metro city was originally going to become a shadowrun setting but since the rules for that have virtually fallen apart it seemed to fit destiny really well this setting has allowed me to create news channels, for example, Network 7 and major corporation and leisure activities such as the stadium if you are planning your own campaign setting, then I have to say it takes a huge amount of time to do this. So if you have a limited amount of time, you are or you're going to just planning on dipping, dipping in and out of Destiny, then it will probably be better to go for the wonderfully designed city that comes with the rule set. One thing that I would definitely keep, no matter which setting you go for, are the cop alerts. This allows you to slip in interesting mini encounters as the party progresses or lay the foundation for larger plot lines. I have cop alerts in our campaign and when I create a series of adventures, I create two or three cop alerts to fit in where appropriate. These, as well as the regular Network 7 updates that we start every session with, allows me to put threads of the larger plot lines into the campaign and also allows me to say what's been going on in between when the characters have had some downtime. No matter how you want to create your campaign setting, Destiny is super flexible and easy to implement. 
So I know you will have a great time with it. Do let me know your own experience of the games on the forums and Discord. I would love to chat about them. Okay, I can see the signal high in the sky. I've got my cape and lycra on and I'm up, up and away. If you have watched one of my recent videos on YouTube about what to do in a city, you will know that I have a, a rating for my taverns. Well, what I shared with you in that video is actually just one aspect of the taverns that I record. So now I thought I would share you my full tavern template that I use. If you are a new GM, um, if you are an experienced GM, then you probably already have your own time template. But if you are new, then I will be sharing my template on my RPG shop. This will include a blank template sheet and three taverns for you to use within your campaigns. And if you are one of those experienced GMs, then do let us know how you design your taverns. It would be great to hear from you on the Discord or the forums. Okay, enough waffle. Let's get on with providing some value. The first aspect of any tavern has to be the name. I actually store these on World Anvil and I have like a reference document set up just in case I have to create a tavern on the spur of the moment. I do go with a set structure for these. It is always the, then an adjective and then a noun. The noun is always linked to monsters or famous people. Following this, you get tavern names like the Hairy Hobgoblin, the Drunken Mermaid, or even the Baneful Banshee. Banshees have to be one of my favourite female howling monsters ever. Next up is the rating of the tavern. This is the percentage chance of something negatively happening in the tavern. This could be anything from a random brawl to people tipping their drinks over the characters or even tables and chairs just breaking due to their poor condition. The higher the rating, the more likely that these negative things will happen. So a tavern with a rating of 10% is a safe place. Well, while the tavern with a rating of 90 or 100% is one that you could stay in. And if you did, it probably would lead to an interesting night. I only use percentages that are powers of 10, so 10%, 20%, 30%, etc. No need to make everything too complicated. After I have the name and the rating for the tavern, next up is the clientele. I like to think about who would frequent the tavern. I just use a general description here, although if specific NPCs like to hang out there, then these will also appear in this section. As an example, the hairy hobgoblin in Lindo is mainly frequented by tradespeople. Christoph's Tavern is for the rich and the noble, 
And finally, the ta there is a tavern where off-duty guards and officials hang out. The latter is where Bartleby likes to listen to the gossip and use his passion of friends of the guards. As I work on the tavern, I do sometimes go back and change the ratings and descriptions. They are never static. So, for example, if I had a high rating of 90% and then decided that the clientele were guards, then I would drop this down to about 10%. Okay, so next up is the broad description that I call services. In this section, I like to make a quick jotting about what services are readily available. Selling alcohol is one that always appears here, although I like to expand this slightly to include the standard of the alcohol and whether or not you can buy wine or fine wine or even water. The latter, I might even add whether or not it's fresh or not. Other services that I include are food and the general state of these, rooms of, for the night, um, yeah, whether or not they're just stuffed with hay or pure feather beds, and whether a bard is present. With all of these, I like to provide some additional information, just such as the general standard of the food, how well the bard sings, and if the party needs to wedge the bedroom door shut before sleeping. And the final element that I add is a brief narrative of the tavern. I write this as if the characters or party has just walked into the main tap room. This allows me to communicate quickly what the tavern is like and the type of people who are sat at the table before the party decides to stay or not. It also allows me to decide whether the characters would be welcome. There is something quite off-putting when you walk into a tavern and everything stops as everybody looks at you. Now, you might be sat there thinking these are all standard aspects of a tavern, so there's nothing really new here. But I have to say that recording these in this format really helps me maintain some sort of consistency within my campaign and to create a range of taverns for the characters to visit. With all the information recorded and stored on World Anvil, it also means that I will remember everything when the party unexpectedly decides to revisit that tavern that they stayed at last time. If you have any other aspects of taverns that you record, then please do let us know. It's always good to share. Before I draw this episode to a close, I just want to say a huge thanks to everyone who liked and added comments to my YouTube video about character backgrounds. First, it was nice to see some people had the same thoughts as me, but secondly, it was also great to hear other people's views that allowed me to develop my own. If you haven't watched it yet, then the link will, to the video will be in the show notes. And on a bit of a personal news, I have now officially been partnered with YouTube for 18 months and I've just received my first paycheck. Um, yeah, 
not enough to retire on, but something that I'll invest back into buying Mithras rule books or new equipment for my YouTube creating. Seriously though, adding comments, liking and sharing all help me with the al algorithm. So huge thanks to you all. And that's it, another episode of Mithras Matters completed. Don't forget you can check out all my content by following my YouTube channel and the campaign areas on World Anvil. I really appreciate your support and do check out the Tapper Talks forum and the fantastic Discord where there are great people sharing their ideas within discussions. So until next month, have a great month of gaming and I will chat to you all in June. Until then, I hope all your opposed roles succeed and provide you with a well-deserved special. Thanks for listening, everyone. See ya. Bye. Content of this podcast is covered by the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, so please give appropriate credit if you are sharing or copying any part of this podcast. Thank you. <laughs>